Welcome friends to the Agora Network Ministries program, Hope for the Agora, a conversation about mental health and the church. Listen in as our hosts, the founders and directors of Agora Network Ministries, Alan and Bonnie Gallant, share practical, educational, and insightful information about the mental health conversation and stigma inside the walls of the church. Through interviews, stories, and Christ-centered devotionals, along with dialogues with leading Christian mental health professionals and network ministries, our hope is that you, the listener, will learn and experience that hope and healing can be found in a holistic approach for body, soul, and spirit. Our prayer is that you become more aware about the importance of your mental health and be willing to make the changes you need to become a healthier you, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Again, welcome to this program. Now, the founders and directors of Agora Network Ministries, Alan and Bonnie. So welcome back, Dr. Grant. Well, it's nice to be back. Uh, we want to talk about how to renew renew your mind. So uh, as a Christian, we are taught to renew our mind. Well, at least we're asked to renew our mind. The scripture says to do that. But can you unpack that a little more for us? How do we renew our minds? Well, that's from Romans 12 and 2, which says uh, we are to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And Romans 12 and 2 is actually the theme verse of our entire ministry. And so everything we do in, in our ministry is all about how do you renew your mind because when I was growing up in the church, I heard that verse quoted an awful lot, but no one ever told me how to do it. And so, um, so I was just frustrated. So, you know, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, but I don't know how to do it. And so, of course, I gave up after 10 seconds of trying to think differently. And, mm -hmm. uh, and then I realized that I wasn't the only one who had the same frustration, just no one wanted to admit it. Wow. And, uh, and so what God showed me when I got involved in mental health is he just showed, he just showed me the, how to do it. And it, there's a real simple model is the Bible says that there are three parts to humans, body, soul, and spirit. And mm -hmm. then God showed me that each of those three parts has an enormous impact on how you think, feel, and relate to others. And so that means that, that means they affect how you think. And so if you're going to renew your mind, you need to address all three parts. And, mm -hmm. the, and so it's when you renew your mind, then you can be transformed. You can't be transformed if you haven't renewed your mind, which is basically saying you can't be transformed unless you change how you think. What God is really saying is change how you think, and that's how you're going to live victoriously. But then, you know, that's, if you say to someone, well, just change how you think, they'll smile sweetly and then say, well, that's not going to work. And so those three parts have an enormous effect on what you're thinking. And so in the, in the body part, that refers to physical conditions that affect how you think, feel, and relate to others. So that would be mental health conditions like depression, anxiety, bipolar, schizophrenia. So in okay. other words, you have to address physical chemical imbalances in the brain if you're going to take every thought captive or transform your mind, change how you think. Because mm -hmm. there's no way you're going to change how you think if you have a mental health problem that's untreated. In the spirit realm, Satan loves to mess up your mind. In fact, that is his number one way of harassing humans is by dropping his thoughts into your mind and hoping that you bite 
you know, at the bait. And so he particularly likes depression, anxiety, and mood swings because if you can't control your thoughts, it's an open door for him to drop his thoughts in and you won't notice. Then in the, in the area of the soul, that's your, also known as your personality, your soul and your personality, mind, will, and emotions. And your personality is shaped by all the events of your, of your past and then the conclusions you made about those events because it's the conclusion or how you interpreted those events is far more important than the actual event because your, your personality is shaped by how you interpret the events of your past. And so if you want to be transformed by renewing of your mind and change how you think, you have to check yourself out for mental health problems, treat it if you need to. You have to know how to use your spiritual authority to push back the invading thoughts of darkness. And you have to allow God to heal your heart and heal your past, which is usually done with counseling and prayer ministry. So with that, using those three parts, you actually can successfully um, step through Romans 12 and 2. Other than that, you're just going to be frustrated and give up. And the three really can't be separated when you really look at the true healing. They have to be all three. As, as you're talking, I, I'm thinking about an egg, like, you know, the parts of an egg, how they fit together. All three of those things form an egg. I saw people in my office who had done tons and tons of wonderful Christian counseling and were no different. And I thought, how could they be no different? Well, it's because they had a chemical imbalance. I gave them the right medicines, their depression cleared, and then suddenly all the counseling worked. I also saw people took the right medications and their lives were still totally messed up, but their mind was clear now. I mean, they weren't depressed, but they're still messed up. And then they right. needed counseling. And some people needed deliverance prayers and inner healing prayers. And so God just showed me that all these treatments are very valuable, but if you combine them, you get a better result. If you just do one, you could be improved somewhat, but not free. So to come to freedom, you need to combine them and do all three. So that's why I wrote the book. I just divided the book into those three parts. The first third is how to assess your mental health. The second third is how to assess your spiritual um, authority. And the last third is how to assess your, your emotional baggage or your personality. I'm not sure there's another book quite like it. And that's because there's loads of Christian books on deliverance and on counseling. But there's, I don't know there's any that combine how to use medications right. with inner healing, deliverance, counseling, and all those spiritual things. We sure hope you are enjoying this program today. Uh, our conversation with Dr. Grant Mullen will resume in a few minutes. And if you're interested in purchasing his book, you can go on our website, uh, www.agoranetworkministries.com, and go to our bookstore and purchase it online. But right now, we want to encourage you to listen to this devotional by Pastor Gordon Abraham as he shares with us a mind for what matters. He's dealing with our magnificent mind as God declares it in the Bible. So, Gord, thank you so much. Greetings, friends. We're focusing during the month of July on our mind. So I want to remind you that our magnificent mind was created as part of us being made in the image of God. Our mind is a complex and wonderful part of our humanity, where all the input around us is received and processed, and all that is within us is applied to everything we hear and see and experience. Jesus summed up all the Bible when he said, to love God with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind. Information is constantly coming across our path and being processed in our mind. 
There's a statement that I've read that in today's modern world, the amount of information our mind has to process, whether consciously or unconsciously, in a 24-hour period is greater than the information a person had to deal with in an entire lifetime just a few hundred years ago. Whether this is fully accurate or not, it certainly seems that we have to process much more than previous centuries. Some who struggle with it call this information overload. Others who thrive on it may call it creative stimulation. We have social media, the internet, radios, TV, movies, talk shows, advertising, visuals, screens and devices, all sounding out or proclaiming messages that we are processing in some fashion. Michael Kapoor says, getting information off the internet is like taking a drink from a fire hydrant. Not only do we have to sort out and process the amount of information that enters our mind through our eyes and ears, but we also have to sort through what is usable or useless, what is good to keep or trash to discard, what is good or bad, and even what is better or best. Were we made to do this? Is this really healthy? How do we handle the reality of our modern world? Is this possibly one of the causes of stress and strain on our mental health? How do we manage all of this so that we are not overloaded, stressed out, missing out on what is good for our lives and the lives of others? This may just be a contributing factor to the rise of mental health issues, particularly in younger generations, too. Dallas Willard once said, Our minds aren't everything, but of the five aspects of the human self, the mind, body, heart, soul, and social, they, being our minds, need our greatest attention and effort. All through scripture, we're told of the impact of what we put into our mind on the rest of our lives. We're also told throughout the wisdom books of the Bible that quietness and solitude are essential to a healthy mind and life. Too much information will block out God's quiet voice speaking peace and hope into our mind. So here are some practical do's and don'ts for managing information overload. First of all, keep the input of info to a manageable limit by time and usefulness. Secondly, cut out the unnecessary curiosity searches. You know, surfing all over the internet, looking for funny videos, following Facebook posts, or looking up trivia that benefits no one. Thirdly, for a decided period of time, stop using some of the platforms like Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and all the other things, and then ask someone to keep you accountable. Fourthly, get outside and involve yourself in some kind of physical activity. Fifth, meet people personally instead of through social media. Even though our COVID pandemic has enabled us to use social media to stay connected, personal contact is better for our mental health. Fifthly, don't take your device to bed or to the bathroom. And lastly, don't ever answer your phone while with friends or at appointments. And don't ever leave your device on the table at a meal. What you say by that is, what might come in on my phone is way more important than you are. There's many other practical things that can be done, but this is just a start. So remember that Jesus tells us to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind. So make room for great thoughts of God. Next week, we will look at how we can manage the unhealthy things that can fill and influence and even damage 
our magnificent minds. Welcome back. We are in conversation with Dr. Grant Mullen. Dr. Mullen is a retired mental health physician, but is still very active in ministering to the church about mental health inside its walls. So here's a big question. If a Christian is struggling and they're not sure what to do, what should they do, Dr. Grant? Uh, well, that's, that's a very important question because that came up uh, all the time in my clinic. So if a person is struggling with um, their moods, thoughts, and feelings, then you have to address all three parts. But the, the sequence of how you address them is important. And so the first thing is you should adjust the physical aspect to it. Because if you're struggling with depression, anxiety, or mood swings, then you need to address that first. Because if you do the counseling route first, you're, you're going to end up being frustrated because the counseling won't seem to help as, as long as you remain depressed or anxious. And so what we suggest, because mood disorders like depression and anxiety affect up to 20% of the population, so that's a very large number, then we encourage people to do self-assessments because we don't have a blood test, there's no x-ray, your doctor is really not going to you know, screen for it, so you have to assess yourself. So on my website, which is drgrantmullen.com, mm -hmm. we have a, in the resources section, we have a self-assessment tool so you can actually assess yourself for depression, anxiety, or bipolar disorder. And if you have those symptoms, you should print out the list and take the list to your doctor, underline the symptoms you have, show it to your doctor and say, you know, I, I, could, could I get checked out for depression, anxiety, or bipolar? Because if you need medications, that is your first step. You know, it's like if you're trying to learn how to read, but you need reading glasses and you don't have your reading glasses on, you know, it's gonna be pretty slow going. Uh, or dry sledding, as they would say in the Maritimes. And so, so, um, so that's why if you get your medicines right, then you can think clearly. And then the next step is to, to see a counselor, a Christian counselor, and start working through the events of your past, all the lies that have accumulated, all the pain, hurt, trauma, and allow God to heal those things. And so, um, so we have tools for all that in my book, Emotionally Free, and we have all kinds of tools on my website to help people start that. Uh, doctor, you mentioned uh, spiritual warfare. Um, why do Christians have a hard time uh, associating spiritual warfare with mental health um, that they may be struggling with? Well, actually, uh, a lot of Christian groups uh, say that all mental health problems are demonic, and it's, it's right. totally a spiritual warfare issue. Um, so the, 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 I noticed mm. that when I first started, that the, the deliverance crowd said, mental health is a deliverance issue. You don't need medications for it. Right. And so what I've discovered through running into a lot of demons in my clinic is mm. that a, the demonic realm loves mental health problems because their number one task is to influence your thinking. Because they know right. if they influence your thinking, they'll influence your behavior. And so they love mental health problems because if you can't concentrate, if you can't shut your mind off, you're a very easy target because they'll just slip their thoughts in amongst your thoughts and you won't notice there's a different source. And right. so, uh, so there very much is a demonic aggravation or magnification right. of mental health problems. But of course, the demonic will magnify anything that's negative. So if you have a traumatic, traumatic past and a lot of hurt in your past, um, you know, he'll want to aggravate that too. 
So, uh, but the reason why Christians are so reluctant to actually deal with the spiritual warfare issues is because um, they, they would probably be like me. I was raised in the church, so I didn't know anything about demons. All they told me, all I understood was demons were overseas and the only missionaries dealt with them. So they, for some reason, they didn't come to Canada and that it would never affect a Christian. You know, we were just immune from anything of a demonic nature. So there, why would you need to even talk about it? So that's why churches don't talk about demons at all. And churches, Christians have no idea how to deal with them. So when demons started popping up in my clinic, I had not a clue what to do about it. And, uh, and so then I had to go and learn. And we, we grew up the same way, that it we were totally immune from it, would never affect a Christian. And then as being in ministry, um, we've actually seen it firsthand mm -hmm. and experienced it. And it is, um, I don't want to say scary, but it is scary when you're not aware or realize that where it's coming from. Obviously, we have all power through Jesus Christ, but when we can recognize a demon and their abilities... I think it just makes us more aware of um, the warfare and the battle that we're in. Hmm. Well, I was really shocked when I just—I was interviewing one of my patients in hospital with depression. And in the middle of the interview, her eyes glazed over, a voice comes out of her and says, leave her alone, she's ours. Well, you know, what do you do with that? Yeah. <laughs> That's real. Yeah, that stuff sure is real. Uh, doctor, you talk about in your website, uh, Free Your Mind. And this is a new online course that you and your wife have uh, created. Can you uh, share a little bit about that course? Yeah, we, the reason we started that course was because uh, we've been doing seminars all over the world and that uh, people, uh, what we would do on a weekend seminar is we would uh, cram as many sessions in as we could and give people as much information as possible. But afterwards, we found that it was, we people said, you know, this is all wonderful, but, you know, it needs to be, you know, take three or four days to get through all this stuff because people found that it was too much too fast. It was like drinking out of a fire hose. And so they didn't really have time to think and pray and process and talk to God or talk to the, each other or a counselor about these things. And so, um, so then when uh, we went into international lockdown and we couldn't do live events anymore, um, so we moved everything online. And so we, we're, we've taken our entire program of uh, healing mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. In other words, dealing with all three circles. Our entire program now is online. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, we send out a 15-minute video every week. So for 30 minutes a week, people can walk through the entire healing journey and have plenty of time to think, process, talk to God. They can do it at any time they want at their own convenience from anywhere in the world on any device they want. And so it, it's, so in other words, it, we've divided into bite-sized pieces that people can take their time on. So you, you, you just fit it into your life. And so, um, so people can access that by going into drgrantmullen.com and, um, and then clicking on free your mind. Uh, so, so it's just, it's, it's a way that you can actually walk through the whole process at a fraction of the cost. You don't have to travel to a seminar, pay registrations, or even a hotel, and, uh, and, and you can just take your time through it. It's been really great to have you on the program um, called Hope for the Agora. Um, we have shared that you are still actively involved in serving the church about mental health. And we want to focus on our program this evening on some of your resources and how people can plug into them. And I do need to put a little disclaimer here. Um, thanks to COVID, 
um, we can't do this anymore. But Alan and I were getting really excited mm. about possibility of joining you in, I think it was the Dominican, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. for a couples retreat, because I know that you and Kathy um, work together for couples to get away and work on their marriage. And mm. uh, so obviously this November, we won't be able to go, but Lord willing, things will be different <laughs> for so. next year. And we look forward to that. So maybe you can even tell us as you're expanding yeah. on all your ministries and resources, a little bit about that yeah. too so it's up to you now yes uh kathy because kathy and i we went through a marriage crisis at year 13 of our marriage and that is where we actually learned about healing of the heart and how to integrate these healing models because and that rescued our marriage um, mm. we actually have a real heart for christian marriages and so god was able to show us how that the key to healing a marriage is to be transformed by the renewing of your mind and that we went to lots of marriage seminars that talked about how to change your behavior but right. what we realized was that is very temporary that you you can change your behavior for a very short time but if you haven't had a change of heart mm. your won't your behavior will just revert back to the way it was Mm -hmm. And so what we learned through our own painful experience is we had to have a healing of our heart and then behavior changed automatically. In right. fact, when your heart is healed, you don't even have to think about behavior change. It's, it's automatic because you're a different person because mm -hmm. you've been transformed by the renewing of your mind and you think different. Right. Exactly. So, so then we just developed a real heart for, you know, maybe there's other Christian couples who are, have had, who would need the same kind of help. So we developed a, uh, a retreat ministry. And so every November we go to a five-star adults only resort in the Dominican oh. Republic, which is paradise. And then we have a marriage event from Monday to Friday um, in the mornings only. So in the afternoon and evenings, you're free to vacation. And so we just uh, talk for a couple of hours in the morning and then the couples all have homework to do on the beach. And, uh, and it is, it is, by far the most fun thing we do uh, all year. And so this year, obviously we're having an interruption, but the information is all on our website. So people can go there and watch videos of this place. And, um, and so- Dream a little. What was that? <laughs> I said, and dream a little. Yeah, yeah. You know, we had about three to five couples that were very interested. So well, we have to do this next year. Well, you, we, we can start talking about it now and uh, plan for next uh, November. Uh, yeah. So we, we just love that because it, we, can, we explain to, that marriages are healed when you address the mental health problem because if 20% of the population has a mental health problem, that is definitely affecting marriages. In fact, when I see a troubled couple, that's the first thing I ask is, is there a mental health problem? And we, we walk through the diagnosis and most of the time there is actually. And then, of course, Satan wants to disrupt your marriage. And, and just the baggage you bring into the marriage is a huge impact. So that's yeah. why throughout the, in the five mornings, we help people just unload all that. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then we actually offer people, if they want, uh, counseling appointments in the afternoon, if you, if you want. Um, and mm -hmm. so that you can join Kathy and I, and we'll do personal visits. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that's um, also, too, we, on our website, too, um, we've got resources, um, free, re lots of free resources. And if people subscribe to the, to the, to our mailing list on the website, the, every Wednesday we send out a five minute video on how to live a transformed life. And so that, that, that's free to anyone who just, uh, puts their name and email into drgrantmullen.com. 
So we just mm -hmm. welcome people to visit the website. There's loads of free resources on mental, spiritual, emotional health, and they can get our five-minute video every week. Thank you so much, Dr. Mullen. This has been a great couple of weeks, and I'm sure we'll be requesting more programs from you in the future. Uh, we're going to highlight once again how you can get in contact with Dr. Mullen at the end of the program, so please stay tuned. I'm David Stokes, the founder and CEO of Critical Mass Publishing, but for 41 years before that, up till last year, I was a pastor uh, all across the United States the past 20 years or so in the Washington, D.C. area. And it's in that context that I first met uh, Alan and Bonnie. And I am so excited to be partnering with them on this project, The Beautiful Strokes of God. You're familiar with their story, but it's also an important message that needs to be heard. Uh, we're all jars of clay, that's what the Apostle Paul told the Corinthians, and we have the treasure of the gospel message, the shining light of Christ in that jar of clay, that earthen vessel. And uh, sometimes our jars are flawed and broken. Uh, I think one of the things that this book is going to do is highlight uh, not only the great need in the church uh, for dealing with the issues of mental health, but also the fact that we haven't dealt with it very well. Uh, from anxiety to depression, even suicidal thoughts, family dynamics. Uh, it's, it's a message that needs to be heard, and God is pouring this message through Alan and uh, what he has gone through, and Bonnie, his life partner, which she's gone through their entire family. I encourage you uh, not only to read this book when it comes out, but be part of the formative process of this book as we uh, put the thing together and as it's rolled out and marketed very soon. So please, please consider prayerfully supporting Alan and Bonnie and uh, this important work as you can and as the Lord leads. Bonnie and I are so excited about this book, The Beautiful Strokes of God, Mental Illness, Healing, and the Church. We hope that you will invest some time and uh, purchase uh, this book as well. You can uh, pre-order uh, your book at uh, info at agoranetworkministries.com and we'll make sure that a book is uh, held for you. Also, we want to give you website address for Dr. Grant Mullen and simply, simply drgrantmullen.com. Well, folks, until next week, we say goodbye and hope you have a great week. As we conclude our program, we want to thank you for listening to today's broadcast. For more information about Agora, we invite you to journey through our website, www.agoranetworkministries.com. Com. Also, please subscribe while there or email us at info at agoranetworkministries.com. Until next time, may you know and experience the hope and healing that comes from the greatest healer, Jesus Christ. <laughs>